a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to this last day of January. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we're coming to you live. We're on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And today here in Northern California, it is the most glorious day. It feels almost like a first day of summer. And, you know, somehow in the midst of winter, it's so wonderful to have a a summer day. It makes me very, very happy. In today's show... We will be addressing how to adopt a new pet, the few things that you need to know about raising an animal, and how to bring that family member home safe and keep it healthy. We are also going to be discussing all the denied allegations of Harvey Weinstein. I'm sure you're very tired of hearing about it, but the We Too, hashtag We Too, um, or Me Too, is important. And we are going to discuss how there have been close to 100 women now who have come forward to share their ordeals of rape and abuse and about all the other men in high places that are falling from grace and many of the very talented women that are taking their places. So I'm personally very glad to see that the days of the casting couch are finally um, hitting their bust, you know, their blockbuster, what as we can say. And in our final segment, something interesting I came about recently, and I thought it would be just so fun to discuss here on Star Style Be the Star You Are, is what would you do if you could talk to your loved one after they have died? Artificial intelligence, there are these rudimentary bots, and they might be able to offer what's called a virtual version of your dead loved one. It it sounds a bit strange, but let's discover what's on the horizon with uh, some AI consolation. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. And as you know, um, Be The Star You Are will be getting 25% of the proceeds from the book, Growing With The Goddess Gardener, which is book one in the Garden Short series. So we hope that you will pick up a a copy today. And you really want to go to www.cynthiabryan.com forward slash online hyphen store. Or just go to cynthiabryan.com and then you can click on books and it will get you there. 25% of the proceeds, as I said, will go to Be The Star You Are charity. You can also buy the book online, but then unfortunately... Be the star you are doesn't get anything. So that's, you know, that's never quite as good as when it does get something. So do that today, Cynthia Bryan, 
com and go to forward slash books. This is from Martin Luther King. The time is always right to do what's right. The time is always right to do what's right. And that'll lead us de- definitely very, very smoothly into segment two, where we will be talking about sexual abuse and rape and domestic violence and what all three have to do with one another. I do want to say Michael Marriott will be coming back onto our show. We are looking at another date. Because he's in England, the time difference kind of messed up the schedule. And so um, he was very apologetic that he wasn't with you this past week. But he will be coming on. And in the next couple of weeks, we have some really fabulous guests coming on. So make sure that you're tuned in to Star Style. Be the star you are on Wednesday from 4 to 5. We will be having Christine Baumgartner on, a dating and relationship coach that will get us ready for Valentine's Day. And then, actually, on Valentine's Day, my big daddy, Papa, one of the a, a great, great writer, uh, best-selling author, and a very compassionate man, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who wrote the foreword to my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, as well as stories in Be the Star You Are for Teens and Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, is going to come on to talk about his newest book, which has to do with love and animals. And of course, when it comes to Bernie, there's always laughter. So those are the couple of things that are coming up in the next few weeks. Well, this is kind of the time of year, usually... Around the holidays, many people might add a new fear, a furry friend to their household as their new family member. And hopefully, there's only been a month that's gone by. Hopefully, everything is working out fine. And then the other time that people tend to bring home a new pet seems to be around spring and Easter. And that's usually either bunnies or ducks or, or perhaps a little chicken. Well, if you're going to find yourself with a new pet anytime this year, make sure that the basics are covered and you just want to include some of these important things on your checklist. The first one, of course, is going to be food. You want to choose a food that is going to be appropriate for your new pet because your new pet can be a kind of overwhelmed coming into a new home. And also finding the right food is overwhelming for you. There's so many brands out there, especially if you're bringing home a dog or a cat. And it might be really difficult to sort through all the options of a good, nutritious uh, food for your new family member. But choose a diet that is consistent with your pet's age and size. For example... When Heather Brittany brought home her little chihuahua, um, it needed to eat a small breed puppy food, while, and that was an adopted animal. Or if it was an eight-year-old Great Dean, then it's going to need a giant breed, a senior formula. So you want to make sure that your pet's new food contains whatever it is that's going to be right for them, that the food has been scientifically tested and proved to be healthy. The best resource for you is to ask your veterinarian for a recommendation on what is the best to eat. And to remember, while inexpensive foods tend to be poor quality, the most expensive food is not always the best food. So you re- it's just like in people food. You want to read the ingredients and then get, um, get an expert's opinion. 
Now, just to back up, actually, um, what I should have listed as the most important thing about bringing home a new family member is to really consider, will that family member be happy in your household? And are you going to be happy with that pet? Is it going to be an indoor-outdoor pet, an outdoor-exclusive little pet, an indoor-exclusive pet? And what kind of pet is it? Where you live, does your apartment or the area where you live, are you allowed to have pets? If you own your own home, usually you you are allowed to have a pet, unless you might be in a homeowners association, which specifically says that you could have, you know, one small dog or one cat or whatever it is. In areas where you might have small spaces, you might opt for a bird or you might opt for a fish or even a rabbit or a guinea pig. But make sure whatever pet you decide that you are going to adopt, and I do hope that you are going to go to either a rescue center or an adoption center because there are so many high-quality, wonderful, wonderful animals that are just waiting for a good home for, and that they want you to take them home. So I hope that you're going to go there as opposed to deciding that you want to do a breeder. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I don't think we need any more designer pets or designer people. We need people with designs to keep pets uh, as family members very happy and healthy. Now, shelter and bedding, that's the next thing. You want to find out what is going to be safe and comfortably restful for your new pet, whatever that pet is. If it's a bird, you need a a bird cage or an aviary or something that's big enough to allow this bird to flap its wings and move about. If you are getting a cat or a dog, are you going to allow that pet on your bed? Are you going to allow them on your sofa? Uh, You have to decide that in advance. You also talk to people in your family and find out what are going to be the rules because pets who will sleep in a crate at night or on the floor, they need to be in an appropriately sized bed. So you have to make sure that that bed is large enough for them to sprawl out comfortably and is made from comfortable soft padding and that you can wash the bedding And that's why machine washable fabric is always best. Now, our dogs uh, have always been outside dogs. So as I've uh, said on the program before, I have a lot of animals. They live in a barnyard, but like dogs and cats have always lived outside. But I provide lots of great housing and lots of comfortable beds and different beds, not just one or two. I actually have about four or five scattered around in different areas so that they can have sun, shade, you know, the different climates of the day. But everything is washable. And it's very important to keep it clean because you don't want fleas, ticks, or anything that can uh, make your pet sick. So be careful that. Now, cates, uh, crates and carriers. New cats and kittens are going to need a carrier to safely transport them from the house um, to the veterinary office. Puppies and dogs probably will need a a crate as a safe place to sleep at night or when left alone at home. And crating your new puppy or dog will keep 
her safe from chewing on electrical cords or getting into toxic foods or chewing up your favorite pair of shoes. Now, if you've had dogs before, you know that these are favorite activities of puppies. I know that when we brought home one of our puppies, and he was such a sweetheart and such a love bug, but he was definitely a pack animal and wanted to be around people every day. But as as his teeth, as canines came in, he chewed absolutely everything. He went around the yard and chewed up all the electric wiring. You know, it was low voltage, so it didn't hurt him. But he pulled out all of my electrical, <laughs> all my lights, my outdoor lighting. And then he would go and uh, grab shoes and chew on the leather soles. And when people came to the house, we don't wear shoes in the house, he would take the shoes that were left at the front door and he would sleep with them. So we used to have to tell our neighbors that if you're missing a pair of shoes ever, you might want to stop by our house because they're probably you know, sleeping with our dog. But uh, crates are also helpful when you are house training your new pet. Because once your puppy or dog is comfortable in the house, potty training at night um, and no longer uh, at risk of getting themselves hurt while unsupervised, you may no longer need that crate. So pets who are prone to getting themselves into trouble like, you know, getting into the trash or chewing up the shoes, as I was saying, or maybe cats are counter surfing or the animals are fighting with one another at any time age should be crated while unsupervised, no matter how old they are. So you do want to crate your animal if, um, you know, they do tend to get into trouble. And then providing your new pet with a comfortable carrier or a crate that's big enough for them to turn around, it also makes them feel safe to hide when the stress of, you know, whatever you have going on in your life or people visiting uh, transpires. I know up in the barnyard, besides having the barn, I have three or four other great big kind of small, well, they're small houses, but they would be considered maybe very large crates. And I notice that the goat goes in and snuggles in one of them. The pig goes in one. The chickens go in because I put hay in there. So the different animals utilize these when they're feeling maybe anxious or they just want to get away from the maddening crowd. So crates are actually a very good thing to have. Now, veterinarians, if this is your first pet, you really do want to establish a health care provider to make sure that your new furry friend is going to be, or feathered, will be healthy. And you want to schedule your pet for a proper checkup, and then you will follow up with groomings and updatings and vaccines and spaying, neutering, testing for contagious diseases. If it is a dog prescribing heartworm prevention, you'll want to have teeth cleaned in adult pets. Uh, Your vet can also assess any skin issues, any allergies, runny eyes or ear infections, or any lumps or bumps, which could really be problematic and dangerous. So establishing a veterinarian is an important first step so that when an emergency does occur, you have already have a relationship and you know who to call. So in saying that, again, it gets back to identifying what kind of pet you're going to bring home because not all veterinarians specialize in all animals. There might be just a small animal vet that maybe just does dogs and cats. There might be large animal vets that will do horses and goats and donkeys, you know, 
And pigs, I know in our area there's a special vet that will do um, well. That will do any, you know, um, like a, like goat. They'll do goats and any hoofed animals. So you do want to just find out. There are other veterinarians that are going to work with birds or reptiles or rabbits, and you do need to know which ones are which. Uh, we had a friend who actually specialized in in poultry and um, was also a leader in being able to do a surgery on roosters so that they wouldn't crow. And that was a plus if people wanted to have these beautiful rooster pets, but they couldn't have crowing in the neighborhood. So establishing that relationship is very important. Pet insurance. Do you need it? Well, when you adopt a new pet, you also adopt the potential for health issues, injuries, and illnesses. Now, getting health insurance on your new family member may give you peace of mind that if anything can happen, you won't have to think twice about healthcare decisions and costs because an after-hours emergency that has surgery could be anywhere from three dollars to $6,000 depending on where you are in the country. I know that we had to have an emergency middle of the morning, like 2 a.m., cat surgery, who got uh, caught in, um, in a car engine, that, and we didn't have pet insurance. And this was actually uh, a feral cat that we had adopted, but it cost us over a couple thousand dollars, and the cat died. So we have to, you have to know, you know when you're going to spend the money and, and when it's not worth it. For example, chocolate ingestion in a dog or a lily flower ingestion in a cat can run hundreds to thousands of dollars for treatment. Parvo treatment on your new puppy is typically 1000 to 2000 depending on the severity of the illness. So proper health care for your pet can be expensive. And if you pay out of pocket, you really do have to have those funds available. Having pet insurance provides you and your pet with a financial safety net in the event of illness or injury or, you know, accidents. However, you want to really read the small print carefully so that you know that what you're buying is actually going to be what you're going to need and what is going to be included in your policy, just like any health insurance. And having pet health insurance means that you probably won't have to make as many difficult life and death decisions or skip on great care just for financial reasons, because it never is good to have to um, end the life of one of your beloved pets because you can't afford to try to save it. Another thing that's really important, if possible, is to microchip and ID tag your pet because accidents happen, pets get lost. If you put a microchip immediately when you get your pet, um, then that microchip company has your complete updated information in case your pet goes missing. And in addition, your new pet should have an ID tag on his or her collar that contains your contact information. Tags can be lost, so that's why that microchip really is helpful. And they are a very easy way for good Samaritans to contact you without, without having to take a pet to a veterinary clinic to be scanned for a microchip. And I can just say that we had a turtle and you, we didn't microchip the turtle, but we had this um, this pond turtle 
that what we did is with a um, magic marker, we wrote our phone number on the bottom of his shell that said, if lost, call us. Well, we couldn't find the turtle for several days. And we finally got a call about 10 days later. And this turtle had traveled about six miles, if you can imagine. So there's no way, had we not put our phone number on our turtle, that um, that we would have been found. And collar, leashes, and toys. Don't forget all that fun stuff, right? Your pet is going to need that collar. You're gonna, if you're going to take your pet for a walk, and I used to take my lamb and my goat and my pig for walks. So I had leashes and harnesses. Toys are important because they provide entertainment as well as exercise for both your cats and your dogs. And you don't want a bored pet. If you have a bird, you want to put some fun stuff, a bell or something, you know, that they can play with um, in their in their bird cage. Because a bored pet will tend to misbehave and you want to keep your new family member engaged and happy. Well, when we come back from break, we're turning the conversation to something not so playful and not so fun, and that is going to be rape and sexual assault, and we will be talking a bit about Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein effect that has been just a waterfall and or a volcano or a tsunami that's happening around the world, and rightfully so. So stay tuned for us. We'll be coming right back. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, we are back and we're turning a corner here because... Something that has been in the news, and it's not fake news since October, is this whole hashtag of um, 
Me Too, and Harvey Weinstein. And it's really been rather uh, traumatic, and I am so happy as a woman, but mostly as well as an actor. I shouldn't say mostly as an actor. I should say mostly as a woman, but just mostly as a person. It is about time that everyone stands up and says we cannot tolerate any kind of sexual harassment in the workplace, at home, or any other place. After two decades of silence, Rose McGowan, she was one of the leading voices against Harvey Weinstein. She's written a new uh, memoir called Brave because she says that her body and her spirit were stolen. And she was one of the people that has really been in the forefront of bringing down Harvey Weinstein. She said that she wasn't... um, She had not ever forgotten about what happened. She was determined that she was going to go after him. Now, who is he? Most people already know who I'm talking about. He's an American film producer, executive. He he achieved international fame as an independent film producer and co-founder of Miramax and the Weinstein Company. And then back in October of 2017, both the New York Times and the New Yorker reported that dozens of women were coming forward accusing Weinstein of sexual abuse over a period of about 30 years. And it was around 90 women at that time. I think it's climbed to almost 100 now. In the film industry, they have uh, subsequently accused him of of any, you know, non-consensual sexual acts, which, of course, he has denied. But in so doing, this scandal has really triggered many allegations against powerful men Around the, uh, around the world, and it's led to the ousting of many of them from their positions, which is a really positive thing, and, and the positive uh, recourse to that is that many women are getting the jobs of the male harassers, and so that's uh, rather fascinating to me. For example, for example Holder, uh, Hoda, uh, Cobb officially became the co-host of NBC's Today Show. She took the seat that was vacated by Matt Lauer. He was let go after allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct. And that is, uh, it's interesting because for so long, so many men in power have thought that they were untouchable. And then, you know, there's all been this trickle down from Charlie Rose with uh, Christiane Amapur taking his spot. And then, of course, Robin Wright is now House of Cards' leading star because Kevin Spacey got the axe. And then there were top people at at, um, NPR and the Paris Review. They're all women. You know, Tina Smith just filled Al Franken's Minnesota Senate seat. But it's about time. It just kind of goes on and on and on. And on many levels for many people, this turn of events feels really satisfying. Like for me, it really does because justice never seems to be prompt. But when is progress really visible? But is it a mistake to think of this as a revolution or even as women pulling off a bloodless coup against the patriarchy? No, it's just because it really hasn't happened. Where this is about promotion for the fittest. These positions are being filled by 
really super qualified women who've been around a long time, but they've kind of just been in the periphery because historically men have held these leadership positions. So the good news is, is signs of change are thrilling and it's time that we all speak out against injustices of all kinds because we cannot go back into the safe zones and we cannot go back in time when things are pushed under the rug. But let's go back to um, Weinstein for a minute and what triggered the scandals and the allegations against all of these. And the um, hashtag now, which is hashtag me too, for sexual assault, harassment, or rape on social media, it really, really has had some, um, some powerful effects. So rumors, obviously, of Harvey Weinstein's casting couch practices have been circulating in Hollywood for years, and uh, many, many people over the years have alluded to them. As early as 1998, Gwyneth Paltrow said that, um, you know, Weinstein will coerce you into doing a thing or two, and I think she said that to David Letterman on the late night show. And then, you know, coming forward, Courtney Love was advising young actresses in an interview, interview that if Harvey invites you to a private party at the Four Seasons, don't go. And there, there have been, over the years, articles that were called Harvey's Girls. And he had this reputation that every few years, he would pick a few girls as his pet, and then he would go forward and um, and look to them for sexual favors and if they didn't comply he would blacklist them and he would make sure he would let them know that he not only would he wouldn't hire them but nobody in the industry would hire them and he would just put the kibosh on their careers in um, 2012 in the series um, third uh, third rock there was a character who said, I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on no less than three occasions out of five. (laughs) And at the 85th Academy Award in 2013, host Seth MacFarlane joked when he announced the Best Supporting Actress nominees. He said, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to him. So that's really pretty sad when people knew that there were, this was going on, but that he was so powerful that he could stop it. It turns out that he had a whole army of people around him, and specifically his HR department, who were all protecting him, and nobody was protecting the people around him, not protecting his assistants, not, not protecting anybody in production, not protecting the harassment of the actresses that he did for, for decades. And that, to me, is really incredibly sad. So even though people knew of, of Harvey's reputation as a womanizer, you know, t- tales of him trying to seduce everybody, as infamous as they were, you don't want to believe them, especially if you are up for a role. So it's great now to know that hopefully... The casting couch is coming to an end. And, you know, there have been other prominent actors, as I said, Kevin Spacey, comedian Louis C.K., filmmaker Brett Ratner, uh, filmmaker James Toback. I mean, these are, these. it's sad. Celebrity Seth John Besh. There are 
over uh, 28 sex crimes being investigated by the Los Angeles Police Department right now by different media figures. So that Me Too movement is um, really breaking the silence. And it is, you know, it is, it is well time. So it has spread to other countries as well and all languages over social media in Asia, Europe, Latin America, and of course, um, uh, North America. And it's remarkable not just because it uncovered that Weinstein reached eight settlements with women over the years, but also, you know, high-profile figure Ashley Judd, she went on record. And then when she went on record, because he had lured her into his hotel room for a meeting and then tried to coerce her into giving him a massage or watching him shower or doing some other sexual act, when Ashley Judd came forward, then it sort of opened up the floodgates, which was a good thing. And then... I just wanted to share, because I have been in the entertainment um, industry for 30 years, it gave me great joy to find that these these huge Hollywood icons are being stripped, you know, of, of all of their accolades as well as their honorary degrees and their basically knights of the round table and can do no evil, even though they were doing evil status, because Back in the 80s, when um, I was working in Los Angeles, and I was up for a, te- a, tele- a part, a major role in a television series, the original Chips, in case any of you had seen it, with uh, John and Ponch, and they were looking for a female um, police officer who was going to be able to ride motorcycles. And at the time, I was doing a lot of commercials and industrials and print jobs for Honda motorcycles. And I did a lot of uh, riding in those days. So I had several, several auditions. And I knew it went really well. I had a fantastic agent in Los Angeles who represented some pretty major stars at the time. And people like Cheryl Ladd, you know, who was on Charlie's Angels, and, you know, they were just, they represent a lot of great people. So they were representing me, and after many uh, callbacks, as they're called, I um, had a meeting with the producer and the director and the casting director, and as I was walked to the car, I was told that the role would be mine, but only if I would succumb to one last audition, and of course it was a, a casting couch audition. And I was told that the, I was. it came down to one other actor and I, whose name I will not repeat, um, but, but I know well. And, when it, and whether or not she you know, succumbed or not, I will never know. But that was the message I was giving, is that she's willing, but if you're willing, you've got the part. I was so angry. I wanted to slug the guy. I don't remember... If I did or didn't, I don't think I did because I didn't get arrested, but I cried the whole way back in the car, and in those days, there were no cell phones, so I had to stop at a payphone, call my agent, and I explained to him what had happened, and I was just hysterical and so angry, and he was very compassionate and very empathetic, but his words were, Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore. Welcome to Hollywood. And... It was such an eye-opener 
So basically, you know, the conversation went something with my agent like, you can do whatever you want, but this is Hollywood and this is the way things get done. Well, obviously, I turned down the role. I didn't do it. Uh, hashtag me too. <laughs> I didn't do it. And the only compensation I can say that I got from it is a few weeks later, the producers of that particular show um, gave me a very minor role in the TV series, for which I am still getting very small residuals. But in any case, I wanted to share that because I have never shared that before. And I do think that it's important that all of us who have ever endured anything, I will say that was the one, although there were always you know, different flirtations that people would attempt to make. There was never anything that was as strong as that one. So I applaud all the women, not only of Hollywood, but the women around the world who are standing up and saying, me too, enough is enough, no more, because we cannot, we cannot let this kind of, um, this kind of sexual predator be on the loose and get away with it. Now, a perpetrator can have any relationship to a victim, and that includes the role of an intimate partner. And I want to make this very clear. There are many terms and different terms to refer to sexual assault that is committed by a person in a relationship with a victim. And that could be, you know, an intimate partner, sexual violence, domestic violence, uh, rape, marital rape, spousal rape, no matter what term is used or how the relationship is defined, we have to understand both men and women, it is never okay to engage in any sexual activity without a mutual consent. Now, how does sexual assault relate to domestic violence? Well, that's a a real tough one because in a relationship, it rarely exists in a vacuum. It often occurs alongside other forms of abusive behavior. The majority of women who were physically assaulted by an intimate partner had been sexually assaulted by that same partner. And to learn more about dating and domestic violence, I encourage you to visit the domestic National Domestic Violence Hotline website. I think that would be a very important website, which is thehotline.org. And why should you reach out? If you have experienced any kind of um, a sexual assault, and that can be both men or women, so I'm not just talking about women here because we know that men are assaulted as well. It is very, very difficult to come forward for many reasons. You might be concerned for your safety, the safety of your children, or as we had a guest on Express Yourself uh, recently who who owns um, a Noah's Animal Shelter, which was actually a shelter for women and children who, interestingly enough, is the fact is that the perpetrators would harm the animals in order to harm their human victims. So it could be uh, you're afraid for your animal safety Whatever it is, you still have strong feelings for your partner, so you might not want to come forward. You might think you love that person, or you're convinced that what's happening to you is really sexual assault. Whatever it is, it's, um, it's understandable, whatever way you feel. So it's very hard to end an abusive relationship, and it's not something that you have to do alone. So reach out for help from friends, from loved ones, from local organizations, from law enforcement, anyone who you feel that you can trust. And so I'm going to give a couple of websites out again. Again, 
You can go to thehotline.org, which is a national domestic violence hotline. If you can call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 800-656-HOPE, and that number is 800-656-4673. There is another um, domestic violence hotline, 800, excuse me, 800-799-7233, 800-799-7233. Just know that there is help out there, and if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And whether you are a man or a woman, your body is your temple. You have the absolute right to say no and to be there for your safety. So I really am proclaiming hashtag me too. And I applaud everyone who has come forward to bring out these predators among us and take them off their pedestals so that they can be punished, imprisoned, and realize the damage that they have done. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back. And the last segment will be a little bit fun and a little bit wacky because we'll be talking about artificial intelligence. Don't go away. Stay with me. Be the star you are. The star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. An understanding of what other businesses offer can greatly enhance your own business. Creating strategic alliances with other companies, you might be able to offer various non-competitive services to the same clients. For example, if you have a printing business, you might be able to refer your clients to a great photographer or maybe to graphic artists. Those photographers or graphic artists would in turn recommend your services to their clients. If you're an accountant, perhaps you'll want to refer clients to an appropriate attorney or an investment specialist. Everybody gains a client. Everyone's reputation for providing a greater breadth of knowledge of your industry is enhanced. And then everyone wins, including your client. So ask yourself, what businesses offer services and products that you could comfortably endorse? Then approach that company and collaborate. Ask for referrals and give good referrals. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 
376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, now we have a really fun segment. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. So I have to do a lot of reading, and sometimes I run across things that are wacky fun, but I think that you need to know about them. And this is one that I saw in the Journal of Alta California, and I I really, really loved it. It was actually called Life Uninterrupted. And what it talks about is a a guy whose father died and how he really wanted to talk to him in the great beyond. But it's not like he was a channeler or it wasn't that he was a psychic or a medium. So after his father died, his name is James Valos. He found himself reaching for his phone, just aching to speak to his father. And for anybody who has lost a parent or a loved one, you know how that feels, is that you're driving along the road and you think, oh, I got to tell him something. And you go to dial the number and then, of course, you all of a sudden you realize that they're no longer with us. And this happens to me all the time now that I have, um, that both my parents have died. And it happened to me yesterday when I was driving. I wanted to tell my mom something that I thought was really great. And then I realized, well, she's not here on this earthly plane. So what he did, instead of really being this futile gesture, when Valos says, hey, dad, his father actually responds, how the hell are you, son? <laughs> well, you're probably wondering what's that about. Well, what he did is using off-the-shelf artificial intelligence software and his father's oral history, Valos built what's called a dad bot, a virtual version of his father that he carries with him on his mobile phone. Now, it is a glimpse of what's to come. It's a future in which we'll all be talking to dead people. So, AI is getting just good enough to make very rudimentary versions of these types of uh, bots possible. But the dream that people are already whispering around Silicon Valley is to build full digital avatars that a user would interact with in a virtual reality environment. It actually sounds very weird and kind of woo-woo to me, but in a way, probably comforting. So the long stuff of science fiction and more recently uh, Netflix, Black Mirror or General uh, Electrics, if you've seen it, Life E, After, (laughs) Life Ever After, podcast, the idea of communicating with the cyber version of a dead person is really becoming real. So by combining someone's digital footprint, that means their emails, their tweets, their videos, what they like, what they dislike, if they've written any reviews, you know, if they've been on Yelp or TripAdvisor, et cetera, et cetera. With natural language processing and AI logarithms, it is actually possible to extend someone's life into a virtual eternity. 
So in 2016, Eugenia Koida created the Roman bot. It's an AI-powered replica of her best friend, uh, Roman, who had been killed in a car accident. And the the bot has brought solace to Roman's family and friends because there was a lot that she didn't know about her friend and a lot that Roman's mother didn't even know about her child. But now that they can read about what he thought about different subjects, they actually get to know him better. And it gives an illusion that he is still um, still there with them. But instead of starting with a dead person's digital footprint, what Palo Alto-based startup Intermine, it's E-T-E-R-N-I-M-E, what they do is they collect your thoughts your stories, your memories, and then they store them forever in an artificial intelligence um, avatar that looks and talks like you. And it's been in development since 2014, and the service is in a private beta right now, so it probably won't be ready for a few more years, but it's coming, it's coming. And the AI avatar will shadow you during your life, so... For example, if any of you are interested in having this, this would be something that you could do now, and then when you're gone, your avatar will continue. So this avatar will chat with you on various topics to learn more about you, your personality, your memories, your stories. And the more that you talk to the avatar and the more information you give it, the more it can access, the smarter it becomes until it'll be able to reply to most of the things that people may ask you in the future. And the future, as in after you are dead. And that kind of raises a thorny issue. These eternal chatbots could have the capacity to learn and evolve. And then the psychological attributes and behavior of the digital doppelgangers, they might change as they interact with future generations. And that may not be so good. But it's still in an area... Um, It's still in an era now when texting with chatbots and talking to Siri and Alexa have become mainstream. So this idea of interacting with a virtual dead relative or a friend seems less unusual. Hossein uh, Rahama, which is a visiting scholar at MIT Media Lab, predicts that communicating with the digital avatars of dead people will be commonplace within two to five years because we're already seeing a glimpse of it. And the technology is maturing. And there is um, something about that is the Abraham Lincoln exhibit, which just went under a very, very long rehaul, uh, working with AI as well as thousands and thousands of questions and people asking questions. And then the, the not the avatar, well, it is the avatar of uh, Abraham Lincoln answering So what's very interesting about this is that people can come into this exhibit and the audience can ask any question and Abraham Lincoln talks in his talk and he answers that direct question. So it's really, in a way, already happening. So even as chatbots might offer some consolation, they are really only just, you know, a copy of the deceased. So when... Uh, when uh, James asks his dad bot, where are you now? The the pre-programming says, as a bot, I suppose I exist somewhere on a computer server in San Francisco. And then when he asks, but do you love me? The dad bot replies, whoops, missed you there. 
So I guess we're not quite there yet, but be on the alert. It could, it's coming and it'll probably be very interesting. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We really love to bring you some lifestyle stories and to help you be the star that you are. And make sure you're listening to us every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Network. We're on the Empowerment Channel. Make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity. Just go to btsya.org. It's the initials, B as in boy. T is in Tom, btsya.org. To get more information about me or to buy any of my uh, eight books, go to cynthiabryan.com forward slash books. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you because I do want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you're already a star. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And do pick up a copy of my book, Be the, uh, well, Be the Star You Are would be a good one, but Growing with the Goddess Gardener. And if you just love it on Amazon, go to Amazon Smile to get it. Or if you are on Kindle Unlimited, you can download it for free. So check that out. Do remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan, your goddess gardener and your guide for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a terrific week. Dream, create, inspire. Most of all, make a difference and put on your best smile. Until next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America. I'm thinking of you. Stay tuned. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.